0: We present. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. The antidote to panel games. At piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton.
1: Thank you very much. Well, everyone's heard of the famous international TV quiz, Mastermind. Welcome to its radio counterpart, P-Brain. And this week we have a team of past winners. Indeed, each of them is the proud possessor of a Lonsdale belt in this area. On my right, Tim brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton. <clears throat> On my left, Graham Garden and Barry Cryer. And because we've been uh, caught out by time on previous programmes for this game, we're going to put it in the beginning of the programme so this will be absolutely safe, teams. This is the game called Wobbling Bunny.
0: Oh, good. Wob- <laughs> Wobbling Bunny. And
1: I don't know whether you need me to remind you about... Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Well, there's been a message from our producer to say that the apparatus hasn't arrived yet, so we'll have to postpone this game to the end of the programme, oh, unfortunately. Oh, oh, Never mind, we'll get it oh, in then. I'll be assure you of that. Typical. So anyway, this is the point where I give teams advance warning of the late arrivals that they'll be introducing later on to the Game Hunters Ball. Late arrival to the Game Hunters Ball. Game Hunters?
2: Is that the people who are looking for wobbling bunnies or is that
1: (laughs) killing them? Okay, now, let's start the show properly by introducing the game which is quite simply called Limericks. I'm going to ask each of you to make up some limericks that are suitable for broadcasting. I'll give you a first line, and Willie Rushton, will you stand by? Because your first line is coming up right now, and you have to take it from there. A radio producer called Perkins... ...had a passion
3: for eating raw gherkins. (laughs) He'd munch them while
2: dreaming... ...of a naked Jan Leeming. (laughs)
0: I don't think I'll bother, really. Uh, which played hell with his internal workings.
2: Oh. You shouldn't have bothered, actually. I shouldn't have yeah. bothered. Shouldn't have bothered.
1: <laughs> so that round obviously goes to Tim. <laughs> Graham, you're going to start a limerick off now, and your first line is there was a young fellow from Ongar. Whose whose main joy in life was the
4: conga. He's been he's been dancing to date.
0: Since nineteen oh eight. I don't think he'll be doing it much longer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, that puts you, Tim and Willie, well ahead on this round so far. And, uh, Tim, I'm going to ask you to start uh, with this line. Halley's comet came spiralling down. Topical. Uh, Halley's comet came spiralling down
4: and landed on top of George Brown. That's topical too. He burst into flames, <laughs> shouted several rude
2: names, <laughs> and now he's the toast of the town.
1: Stone <laughs> <laughs> garden fighting back there. Barry. Mm-hmm. Sir. I take off my hat to Frank Boff. <laughs> <laughs> it's terribly easy to scoff.
3: But. But that man is a whiz. He certainly is.
5: <laughs>
4: Ain't he great? Ain't he grand? Switch him off. <laughs>
1: okay with the team's level pegging we go on to a game now which is called connection quiz i mentioned mastermind earlier and this one's like mastermind except that it's played with a more uncomfortable chair (laughs) i'm going to give each contestant a set of objects or people and he has to tell me what the connection is between them and incidentally these are all taken from a new book called the book of lists so they're completely genuine and i shall know whether you get them right teams okay tim brooke taylor we're going to start with you connection please between louis the fat charles the simple And Ferdinand the Inconstant. (laughs)
4: That's unfair. I know this one. Um, They were all on
1: Harold Wilson's honours list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a true answer, but the other one is that they're all, uh, this one's terribly boring, I must tell you. They're all derogatory nicknames or soubriquets. For Harold Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Barry Cryer, here's uh, a list for you to connect. Cucumber, lead pencil, (laughs) bald eagle, a banana tree, (laughs) and an English horn. They're all obtainable on prescription in Copenhagen. (laughs) Puts more lead in your cucumber, doesn't it? Yes. (laughs) Well, I can give you half a mark for that, but the real answer is that they are all not what they seem. Good Lord. For example, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but a lead uh, pencil is not made of lead. Graphite, isn't it? And a bald eagle has a full head of curly hair. Right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> How have I
0: struggled along without knowing that?
5: <laughs> Willie
1: Rushton.
0: Hello. Um, what is a cucumber, if it's not what it seems to be? It's not a cucumber. I and what was hoping I you putting... weren't going to
1: ask me that. <laughs> What have I been putting in, in my I, salad? I understand from reference to the book that everybody... Except me, of course, because I've looked at the book, thinks that a cucumber is a vegetable and it's not, it's a fruit.
0: That's just gossip.
1: We're going to (laughs) Willie Rushton now before anybody asks about the banana tree. Willie Rushton, will you please connect George Washington's laundry bill, Judy Garland's false eyelashes, and 180,000 dead cats.
3: (laughs) They've all been on a conveyor belt at the end of the generation game.
5: (laughs)
1: Is that true? But it is actually, yes, and you get, you get 12 marks. Ah, I got it. And the reason I tell you it's true is that the producer has scribbled the right answer on my script, and I can't read his writing. <laughs> so what uh, but I, I, actually, I think it says here that they were all at one time or another auctioned. Now, we go to Graham Garden, and will you connect, please, Lewis Carroll, Virginia Woolf, and Kenneth Clark?
2: Lewis Carroll, Virginia Woolf, and Kenneth Clarke are all affectionately known as Nobby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not certain whether to give you that, because certainly Kenneth Clark is, and certainly Virginia Woolf was, Nobby but Wolf, I'm not is. certain about Lewis Carroll. I'm Nobby Carroll.
2: So. Nobby, nobby, nobby Carroll. Well, nobby, nobby, Dodgson. Nobby, nobby
4: Dodgson. Yes. Dodgy Nobby. as
5: you called him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so
1: nobby Dodgson. Dodgy Nobby, they called him. Yes, I really think you have to judge this by the actual answer that's in the book, which is that they all wrote standing up. Well, you would. Well,
5: not remember that.
1: Tim, we'll go back to you now. We'll have another round of those, because I'm enjoying this. Quick, where they're behind. You're on your own, I'm. Tim, will you connect hay, toads beans, and white fibrous blobs.
4: (laughs) It's the toads and the white fibrous blobs that give it away. They are, in fact, the official ingredients of a McDonald's
5: hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to
1: give you that, but the audience obviously thinks I should. so. So you can have that one. You can have the 13 marks there. And the official answer is that they all, at one time or another, fell out of the sky. Here's some for you to connect, Barry. <clears throat> Tutankhamun, Dolly Parton...
0: Well, that's Queen three. Victoria. <laughs>
1: Queen Victoria. Queen
0: Victoria. They all wore women's clothes in private.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Is that Queen Victoria?
0: I don't know. Really. No, I didn't Is think it, you did.
4: They've all been stuffed. I do
0: think. Tutankhamun used to dress up as his mummy. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: well, there's bonus marks to Brooke taylor and Barry Pryor. <laughs> but uh, the real answer is that they were or are all under five foot six.
0: Oh, Queen Victoria's under six foot now.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> another bonus mark to Barry, putting him in the lead. Willie Rushton, here's another lot for you to connect. Al Jolson's knee, Betty Grable's leg... Jimmy Durante's nose. Shirley Temple sat on them.
5: <laughs> <laughs> At some stage. <laughs>
1: and, uh, no, uh, actually, the answer is that they're all imprinted in concrete outside Grauman's Chinese Theatre in Hollywood. Thank you, Hans.
0: Good. Right,
1: that and Graham would last a lot of things to connect. Small buttocks and flat <laughs> stomach. Small buttocks and flat stomach are the legendary American blues singers.
5: There <laughs> <laughs> are, small buttocks and flat stomach. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that that's the
1: ones. That that is absolutely true. And we go on.
5: <laughs>
1: now, according to the book of lists, uh, these are attributes that women most look for in men. Is that true? It's is absolutely true. true. Can it we, says, can it's we in, ask in the, the book. Audience. It plays hell with the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a bonus mark to make up for it. Thank you. Me. Right. We now have a game called Telegrams to Various Well-Known People.
4: Well, I've got one from Van Gogh, or Van Gogh, uh, to a mail order company. It's a regret but must cancel order for stereo headphones.
5: LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've got one to you, Humph. It oh. says, My mother dug you crazy music when she was little. Stop. Never thought you'd make a hundred. Stop. Crazy man, crazy stop. The Queen. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Good way of handing in your notice. Yes. Get out
3: while I'm behind.
2: i got one for Christopher Wren just before he built St. Paul's Cathedral. Big mistake, stop. You should have hung on for the Nat West building. LAUGHTER
4: I've got a rather sad one here to, to Noah of Noah's Ark fame and it's <coughs> Could be a few minutes late, stop Don't leave without a stop Mr and Mrs Unicorn
5: <laughs> ah, 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 ah,
4: How true From the makers of the uh, Wooden Horse of Troy Egg up uh, Where do you want the exit put?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, a, a ripple of applause for you, Tim <laughs> Telegram to Joan of Arc All the best Watch out for the
3: faggots <laughs> I've got one here. Have written five times, received no reply, stop. Have phoned repeatedly, no answer, stop. Can you have lunch October the 15th, 1977, stop. Tom Jackson.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Telegram
0: to Napoleon, you left your braces at the (laughs) motel.
5: That
1: that one's true, though, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Any more? No. Barry, you're in the lead. And uh, we go on to the round where, this one has a subtle title, so I shall leave a pause after it to allow it to sink in. It's called Words of One Song to the Tune of Another. Sink, sink. In other words, I'm going to ask members of each team, well, I'm going to ask each team, rather, to sing the words of one song to the tune of another. And if someone will wake up Colin Sale at the piano, he's going to provide the uh, musical accompaniment. Graham Garden, we're going over Uh, to you, and your words are, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. (coughs) And the oh. tune is Exodus <laughs> Exodus
3: I've got
5: a lovely
3: bunch of
5: coconut
3: and they are standing
2: in
5: a row
2: big ones and small ones some as big as yours Give
0: him uh, a twist, a flick of the wrist That's what the showman says
1: I shall be marking according to audience applause oh. You get one Ooh. mark for that
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, When I he sang that, that my rabbis. glass of water <laughs> parted <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm afraid only one mark for you, Graham. I oh, know. And it goes over to Willie Rushton. And, uh, Willie, your words are A Foggy Day in London Town to the tune of that famous and much-loved march, Colonel Bogey.
5: <laughs> A foggy
3: day in London town it me low and head me down I view the morning with alarm the British Museum at the host, its charm. Oh, how long? I wonder could this thing last... All together now. ...for the age of <laughs> miracles and not passed? for suddenly I saw you there. And the foggy downtown, the town. The sun shining everywhere. Oh, All there. together. Hey. hey. hey.
1: Modesty forbids my nice throwing the words away. <laughs> and uh, one mark for Willie Rushton. There. Oh, quite right. <laughs> all, right. Throwing all right. cushions, Wimbledon, Jay. Never let it be said oh. that oh. In the summer. I don't listen to uh, opinions from all quarters. No marks to Willie Rushton. Oh. <laughs> well, we have a round now called New Words. And for this round, I'm going to ask the teams. Uh, one by one, to introduce a new word which they must then use in a sentence to demonstrate its meaning. The members of the opposing team can challenge by pressing <coughs> their buzzers if they disagree, and they then have to give the real meaning. We're going to start, Timbrook-Taylor, with you. My
4: word is, is whitel. I could be whiteling to you after the show if I were to come out and say, Humph, the show, what can I say? You've done it again. It's a sort of lie by omission. <laughs> um, it's sort of congratulating somebody without really meaning it. Um, actors need it a lot. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what whiteling is. <laughs> Another example of whiteling is um, sorry, darling, I've got a headache.
1: <laughs> whiteling. Anybody like to challenge that? Anybody in the audience like to challenge that? <laughs> Anybody in the audience like to challenge well, well, that? Yeah. it must be true then. It must be true, and Tim mm. Brooke Taylor wins. Thank you. That's right. And we go on to. Oh, no, isn't it? <laughs> Barry, uh, would you introduce a word now? Killer was.
0: Killer was? Yes, it's, it's mm. a bulletproof waistcoat. But people do tend to ask for them a moment too late. You know, in so many films Inspector the Killer was! Ah! <laughs>
1: That's good, yes. No challenge either, unless the buzzers aren't working. <laughs> oh, a challenge there from Brook Taylor. I didn't know this round was allowed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, We've... Willie Rushton.
3: Well, uh, since, since the fact that there have been cutbacks in the monasteries, the word prior has now taken on a whole new meaning. And it can appear now in sentences like, little Keith priored his bedding again last night. It suggests wetness or dampness. Now (laughs) it's more along the James line. Yes, yes, the little clone of Edward Heath. Yes, (laughs) actually that's same red face, same white hair, but all misshapen. So he's melted slightly.
4: (laughs) James Pryor, if you're. uh... Out there at the
1: moment, what can I say?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll it in the fridge and see if it'll set again. <laughs> Willie Rushton actually is going to get two marks for that, because I have heard the word used in that context. Mm. <coughs> it's already in circulation. What? Graham Garden, will you introduce a new word for us, please?
2: Uh, yes, this is a new word, Anastasia, which has uh, passed into the language because it's been much used by uh, immigrants arriving in the United States of America in uh, the early part of the century is when it became popular needs used to get off the boat and say, I got here, and I
1: <laughs> I think that's really prior,
5: that. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>.
1: <laughs> Very good. You, do you have any other teams? No. Right, we have gone. Certainly not. Now, as you know, uh, each week we've been asking members of the team to supply a game, and what they have to do, first of all, is to explain it to us. And this week it's Tim's game. So, Tim taylor would you explain your game to us? I think that's a misprint,
4: isn't it? Tim's, g- It's Kim's Game we're meant to be playing, which is that game when... Ah. Isn't it? Isn't it when you show something for a short while and then cover it up and we have to remember
1: what it is? OK, then, Tim, we'll let you <coughs> off. We'll play Kim's Game. Tim, Tim's Game, only this time... Only this time it's Kim's Game. What we're going to do is... Show me to the... G- show Tim taylor <laughs> We can you. play
4: new words again.
1: We're then we? going to cover him up. And then the rest of you have got to tell me what you remember having seen. Ah. Take a long look, teams. Remember, got to memorise. I'll give you another ten seconds to memorise. Music from Colin Sell. (laughs) And he knitted it himself. Now, we'll cover him up, and we're going to start with you, Barry Cryer. You've had plenty I, of time to think. Now, yeah, will you please I, try and recall what you saw?
0: I thought there was a combine harvester. I thought. <laughs> the lurking... No, the thing that's imprinted on my mind is a tall, fat man. <laughs> legs with... Well, well yes, with some glimpse legs. of legs. Some legs. They were few and far between. LAUGHTER um. <laughs> And, just a wisp of hair there, just a wisp, I think of it. Old bleachy head. Um.
1: A <laughs> bitch. A bitch, that's right, I saw a bitch. Um, uh, I'll have to stop you there, Barry. You did, recall four, you did recall four items, which gives you four marks. Thank you, hon. And, uh, Willie Rushton, can you now recall, you, uh, you've had a longer time to think, so I shall I've had a longer time you.
3: to forget. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sensible shoes... Mm-hmm. Blue, blue
3: shoes. I think they call rotting shoes in, in Australia. So, uh, they, they look slightly orthopedic. Some, Dr. Skoll would love them. Um, strange facial blemishes or where they eyes. Um, little mean little mouth. Um, and this hair that was spoken of. Ish. And a red shirt. Also a freebie. Everything he wears, has been given by people. <laughs> Bare advertising. That's all I can remember.
1: Well, your time's up anyway, Willie, and that gives you you, you... you remembered seven items, so that gives you seven marks and puts you three ahead of whoever went before. And, uh... <laughs> Graham, will you recall what you saw before yes, it was covered it, up?
2: it was, um, I remember the sensible shoes and the rather ill-advised
1: trousers.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that all? Eminently forgettable, You've got my four, more, four more seconds, if you like, because you've only got three marks, I far.
2: No, that, that's actually all I could remember about it. A, three a marks to Graham
1: Garden, then.
4: Right, well, that leaves you, Tim. Right, well, I remember a, a young Greek god-looking creature. <laughs> about six foot four, across the shoulders. <laughs> I mean, something rather special, Hump, almost as good as your uh, trumpet playing. I'll put, it that, I'll put it that way Whiteling again That's, white-ling. White-ling. <laughs> That's white lying you see, white-ling. I forgot to
1: mention I've it well, One thing you, you didn't remember to say about is whiteling Is that it almost <laughs> invariably pays off Ten marks ah. it,
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> And now as promised We come to the game Wobbling Bunnies And teams, I don't have to tell you That we go very rapidly round Because we are getting a bit short of time In, in fact, actually If we're going to get the last game in I think we'd better carry on to that one and leave oh. that out, so oh. put a pencil through that. Oh. And we've got on teams, to the point in the programme where I ask you to introduce the late arrivals at the Big Game Hunters Ball. Anybody can start, and I'd rather hope you do. Well, so... welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Noceros and their son Ray Noceros.
5: <laughs> With
1: his close friend,
0: film star Rhine O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> And his wel- daughter, Taytomtom.
5: And the well-known...
0: <laughs> <laughs> the well-known aphrodisiac, Weenu Horn.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, here's Lionel Blair in a turban and an animal skin. What is it, Lionel? Three words. A jungle creeper. Turban district yeah. council. Gurkha's <laughs> revolutionary party. <laughs> Hide and seek. Very good, Lionel. He's game. Oh, somebody shot him. LAUGHTER Yes. Moving on from the Hollywood Ball, Rob Tiger, Sue Lion, and Telly Scopic Sight.
4: And also
5: <laughs> Rock and, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and, and also
4: Zebra Carr. Oh Mr. Mrs. Thropoid Ape and their daughter Anne Thropoid Ape.
0: Oh, there's Lord Kagan in a raincoat made out of a cheetah. <laughs> oh.
5: uh,
0: grand Elsie, huh? Elephants graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> Bearing a copy of that invaluable book, The Ivory Manual.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: tusk, tusk.
4: <laughs> Please, will you welcome, because they've been so, so good to us, Zan and Jane. I think we'd like to all thank them. Tar, Zan and
5: Jane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> With the Chancellor, Dennis Swahili.
4: <laughs> Use, <laughs> useful family here. Mr. and Mrs. Ketonet and their son Amos Ketonet.
0: Why are those people rushing around looking for a 60 foot by 30 foot monopoly board? Oh, they're big game hunters.
5: Why <laughs> why they're rushing around,
1: looking for a 60 foot monopoly board. Well, in response to frantic signalling from those of you listening at home, <laughs> I have to say that we've come very near the end of uh, this week's programme.
0: There's Hippo Marx.
1: Oh, sorry. Oh, an anaconda.
0: <laughs> Safari's
1: a goodie.
5: <laughs>
1: so, this is where I say uh, that's all for this week, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Geoffrey Perkins.